to the Prophecy Club. As you know, we just completed our 2021 Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. And for the next several broadcasts, I'm going to be playing audio from that crusade. Enjoy. Well, it's with great pleasure that I get to introduce my husband, the Apostle. You know, he's uh, such a man of God, and I really appreciate that. And I know not every woman gets to have such a man of God like I do. So I love him, and I love you, Stan, and I really appreciate you. your heart, and your heart is to serve the Lord. Um, starts, I think, have you been studying Bible prophecy for 50-something years? Yeah, I'm over 40. No, you're, you're too old for that. You've been, you've been probably more like, you did it more before, you were doing it, but no? Your entry, your, 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 your introduction. About 27 years old, right? About 27 years old, you started studying Bible prophecy? Yeah. Okay, that's 50 years. Okay. No, it's 40. I, was, I thought, man, 50 years sounds like a long time. You're seeing marriage in action. <laughs> Men, <laughs> single or married, take notice. All right, let me start over. I love my husband so much. He's such a man of God, and I'm going to get it right this time. But still, 40 is a long time. He's been studying Bible prophecy for over 40 years, and there's not a greater... Um, person out there that teaches on Bible prophecy than this man right here. He knows it. He knows the word. He knows it. And, you know, God uses him powerfully for, through that. And sometimes they go, don't you get it? Don't you understand? I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> not my anointing. But he understands it. He lives it. He breathes it. You know, he, he memorized the whole book of Revelation and a lot of Daniel and retains it. And I just marvel at that. I really do. And so, you know, I appreciate him. He, he goes to his prayer closet every night, every night for many, many years now. And that's what he's going to speak to you on tonight and encourage you to do the same also. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce my husband, Apostle Stan Johnson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who is and was and who is to come. The four beasts stand before the throne, and this is what they say for all eternity. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who is and was and who is to come. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies. And vanity, and things wherein there's no profit, and have made into themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once, I will cause them to know, I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. Lord, we ask you to come into the meeting tonight and show us your hand and your might. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who is and was and who is to come. This meeting is your meeting. You've been saying this for the last several months to me. It's not your meeting. It's my meeting. That's right, Lord. This is your meeting. This is your time. Your time to show us your hand and your might. We know that the great end time battle has started. The end time battle for some 6,000 years. You've been in preparation. The devil's been in preparation. And Lord, we know that you get the victory. We read the end of the book. And Lord, we ask you to come in here and the meeting tonight with your hand and your mind. 
Show us your hand and your mind. The Gentiles shall come to thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. And Lord, we know that you are about to show the people that have been lied to and deceived and believed the wrong way. You're about to show them the truth. From the ends of the earth, and she'll say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there's no profit. And have made in themselves gods that are not gods, therefore this once. And Lord, we ask you to make tonight right here part of this once. This once I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my mind. They shall know that my name is Jehovah. Lord, I believe that that is not just people getting saved. That are, those are people from the ends of the earth getting saved. People that in the past have spit at you and lied about you and stuck their finger in your eye and laughed and turned their back to you and walked away. There are people that consider themselves great people of knowledge that have claimed that there is no God. But Lord, we ask you tonight to begin to bring in your hand and your might and to show them that your name is Jehovah. At any time, any time, come in and do whatever you want to do. This is your meeting. It's not our meeting. We have plans, but it's not our meeting. It's your meeting, Lord, in Jesus' name. So I got rooked into this talk by my daughter. I got it already. I already get it. She said, I want you to talk in the prayer closet. See, because I don't really like talking on this. Because the prayer closet is very private. It's very personal. It's very, I need, need the clicker. It's very embarrassing to talk about the things that we talk about in our secret place. Psalm 91 says, he that dwelleth in the secret place. Notice it didn't say he that visits. Notice it didn't say he that drives down the road and prays to me. That's not saying you can't drive down the road and pray. You can't. But he that dwelleth in secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Not a mask. Not a vaccine. He is my refuge and my fortress. Somebody said, well, why are you so against the vaccine? I think it's more than I'm for the Lord. Amen. See, because I know, not in, I'm going to have to have some Kleenex. I can already tell. I ain't going to make it through this talk. I'm going to have to have some Kleenex. Somebody better get me some Kleenex up here. When I start talking on the prayer closet, I just start blubbering. This, really, this is this is Kleenex is that far away, huh? Okay, I got it. Oh Lord, my strength, my refuge in the day of affliction. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings, wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. That means, if we want to walk with God, 
We want his protection in the day of trouble. That means that we tell the truth. Not just when it's easy. To tell the truth. To tell the truth when it's hard to tell the truth. His truth should be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the COVID-19. So I think more than anything, when I'm asked to put on a mask, the thing that offends me is they're basically offending my belief. They're attacking my prayer closet. To me, they're saying, you need this mask. You need this to protect me. And my attitude is, you know what, if you'd been on your knees every night for the last 20 years building a prayer closet, you'd understand why asking me to wear a mask offends me. Amen. Because if my God wants to take me, he can take me. He put the beat of my heart in, the breath of my lungs. He can take me at any moment because I report to him. I'm his. He paid too much for me, and I'm happy and pleased to give my life back to him to do anything, to go anywhere, the end of the year, say anything, do anything he wants me to do. That includes doing meetings, telling people that there's going to be sevenfold miracle crusades. There are going to be sevenfold miracles show up at the sevenfold miracle crusades. And they don't show up. And I'll continue to do them until one day they show up. That was my conversation on the toilet this afternoon. If you want to know how to walk close with God, I'm, I'm telling you. It's always like this. You're always talking with him. He's always talking back to you. He's always. It's not a sometime thing. It's an all-time thing. Because I'm saying, Lord... It's kind of embarrassing to keep telling people, come to this flesh. That's flesh, Stan. You're right, sir. I'll continue to invite them in. We'll continue to do these. We'll continue to do it your way. And you have your way and you do what you want to do. And I'll continue to be embarrassed. I'll put my flesh to the side. I'll do what you want done. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the air that flieth by day. Because we have a prayer closet. Okay, so how did it start? And I'm going to get to some verses here in a second. It was probably, I didn't note the year or the date or the time, because I wasn't even going to tell Leslie that I started this thing. Okay, but he just laid in my heart, I need to start praying. Every day. And so I, here's how it started. I mean, one evening, as I do every evening, I scratched Leslie to sleep. Her mother got her started on this years ago. And it, it, she should have told me this before we got married, that I was going to have this duty for the rest of my life. So I scratched her to sleep. Oh, and now she's already got not only her dogs, but also the grandchildren. So now... So I scratched her to sleep. And I went in, and I got on my knees, and I began to, to pray and to worship. I began to build a prayer closet. I'd never heard anybody talk about this before. I mean, I do remember Dimitri had me come in his hotel room and get on, on my knees next to him and Michael Boldea, and we three beside the bed prayed. 
first thing in the morning. But I'd never heard anybody tell me that you need to build a prayer closet. But it's in the scriptures. We're going to show you the scriptures in a second. But I purposed in my heart that I was never going to let Leslie know. Okay, now let me, let me put that in English for you. I was never going to let a prophet know. And it did, no, it probably, probably didn't sneak by her even one day. But I thought I had fooled her. I thought I was sneaking out of bed. I was going in and praying. No one's going no to know about this. So I never made note of the day or the time or the, even the year. And I'm certainly never going to tell anybody, much less here I am talking on it now. And I don't like talking on this because it's personal. It's private. And it, it, I have to reveal some things about Stan that are embarrassing. The only reason I do this is because I know how it's helped me. And I hope that I can touch the hearts of enough people to where you will begin to build one too. I will say that it is one of the greatest things that I have done in my walk with Jesus. Everybody is trying to get closer to Jesus. And they do it lots of different ways. But I'm going to tell you in my opinion... The best way, surprisingly, is not memorizing the book of Revelation. Yes, memorizing the book of Revelation got me very close. It took me to a whole nother level. But I find my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction is found on my knees worshiping my God. I do it every night. I do it every night. And I don't do it so I can get up here and give some talk. I don't do it trying to impress Leslie or I don't talk about it to anybody. Leslie will tell you, I never talk about it. I never bring it up. I mean, once in a while I talk about something I talked about in my prayer closet, but it's a personal private thing. Okay, so now first the scriptures and then I'll tell you what happened in my prayer closet. What are the benefits of the prayer clause? I think I've answered that. I think it is the single greatest thing I have ever done to get close to the Lord. In the prayer closet, if you have a personality problem, it can be fixed. If you have a financial problem, it can be fixed. If you have a married problem, it can be fixed. Whatever your problem is, it can be fixed in the prayer closet. The prayer closet is the center of our walk with Jesus, in my opinion. It's the center. And for me to explain what a prayer closet is, I need to explain to you what a prayer closet is not. Because there's a lot of us American Western Gentiles, we try to do it the easy, fast way. So it's not standing in line up in McDonald's trying to get yourself a hamburger. It's not driving down the road. It's not your daily prayer. It is not praying for other people. I've asked people, what do you do in prayer? I pray for a lot of other people. Now, that's not saying you can't pray for other people. You should pray for the people. And you should pray for them perhaps in your prayer closet. But that's not a prayer closet. A prayer closet is a very serious place. So, Stan, what's the difference between prayer closet and intercessor and prayer warrior? Well, sometimes you can do the intercessor. Sometimes you can and should be a prayer warrior in your, in your prayer closet. But that's... I'm talking about the rudiment, basic, the very center, the foundation of a prayer closet is none of those things. If you have that foundation, you can always add things to it. But it's just like a house. First, you've got to put the foundation on. And if you want to, you can put in plumbing, put in electrical, you can put up studs. You can actually put a roof on that. But the foundation is where you start with. So tonight, I'm talking about the foundation of the prayer closet. 
how do we get God's protection? And how can we know we have it? Matthew 6, 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy drive to the road to the work this morning, and pray on the way. When you enter into your closet, you shut the door, and pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth thee in secret shall reward thee openly. In other words, a prayer closet is not something anybody knows about, which is why I don't like getting up here and talking about it. I had to be almost pushed on stage to talk about this. It's a private thing. But it is, that is just it. It is a way. It means that your prayer closet, like, for example, I don't listen to music. I've never listened to music. And I seldom, if ever, speak in tongues in my prayer closet. That's not the same. Music is not allowed. I'm not saying you can't speak in tongues. That's okay, too. But once you understand the prayer closet, all of those are extras that can be added. A prayer closet is a way. It means in your prayer closet you don't hear TV in the background. You don't hear kids in the background. You don't hear the dog barking. You might hear a motorcycle two or three miles away because people can hear those four or five miles away. Middle of the night. A prayer, that's just it. A prayer closet is away from the world. Let me say it again. A prayer closet is away from the world. It's not necessarily in a closet, and it's not necessarily built, built with wood and nails. But it is away from the world. That's the whole point. You're trying to get away from the world. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees. Where? He kneeled upon his knees, if I can talk here. Kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. And gave thanks before his God. Well, who's Daniel? I mean, why should we listen to Daniel? Well, he was one of the three greatest men of the Old Testament. Noah, Daniel, and Job. And by the way, Moses wasn't mentioned in those because Moses struck the rock. He made a mistake. Noah, Daniel, and Job were perfect. So Daniel is one of those listed on that list. Why? Because he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and gave thanks. Now, Muslims get on their knee how many times a day? They roll a little rug out. They face east. You can go into a, a Muslim country and they have this little green arrow on the floor or on the ceiling. Or sometimes you open a drawer and have a little green arrow. shows you east. This points toward Mecca. And they aim their, their, their rolled out mat and they, they worship five times a day. If you've been in a Muslim country, you hear this. I'm not trying to make fun of the Muslims. But at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And yet us Western Gentiles think we did God a big favor by praying a little prayer on the way to work. That's not a prayer closet. I want to be a Christian that outprays all of the other gods. I want to be a Christian that outprays all of the other people worshiping those other gods. Daniel prayed three times a day. Stan, you pray three times a day? Well, I don't get on my knees three times a day. But I always get on my knees at least one time a day. That's, and I'm just telling you that's where I am. If you can go more than that, that, that's all good for you. But I believe the reason Daniel was able to sleep with the lions, I don't think he was worried about those lions a bit. I think those lions simply kept him warm in the cold cave because he had a secret place. He knew God. And God set it up so those 120 princes... That pulled an election 
Cheating. Some of you will get that. So God arranged for those 120 princes to be pushed down into that same Daniel's den, Daniel's lion's den, and the mouth to be sealed, and the lions came down and break their bones whenever they came to the bottom of the, of the den. So God turned it around. Why? Because Daniel had a prayer closet. Daniel knew how to get alone and get on his knees three times a day, and he did it even if someone was watching. Look what the scriptures say. Then we look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They fell down bound in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. But why did they get to survive the burning, fiery furnace? Because when Daniel needed prayer, because the, 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 the Nebuchadnezzar was about to toss them into the burning, fiery furnace themselves, when he needed prayer, he went to Daniel, to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his prayer partners. And that's the people he turned to to pray in agreement with him. So we know they also had a prayer closet and they weren't worried either. And I like what they said. Be it known to thou, O king, we're not going to fall down and worship your God. Our God is able to protect us. But be it if he doesn't, if he chooses not to, we're still not going to worship your God. I think we better grab onto those phrases today. See, what we should have been able to say, and this is the reason wearing masks and taking vaccine offends me so much. Because to me, yes, I know. To me, it's saying you need this. You don't have a relationship close enough to God to get his protection. And to me, I want to say, I don't need your mask. I don't need your vaccine because I have a prayer closet. I know my God and he knows me. I want to say that. But now you know how that would sound. <laughs> oh, let me tell you what came in today. So Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished. He rose up in haste and spake and said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? And the answer said, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of them is likened to the Son of God. In other words, an angel was in the fire with them. Have you felt, let me ask you a show of hands, how many of you have felt pressure to wear a mask at one point or another? Yeah, all hands go up. Now, now here's the big question. And how many of you put the mask on? Do you think that the pressure to take the mark of the beast one day will be stronger than the pressure to take the mask? I do too. I think it's a step in the same direction. See, if they can get you to put the little pink ribbon on, if they can get you to take a tattoo, if they can get you to obey the 55 mile an hour speed limit, which is ridiculous... If they can get you to wear a mask and to take vaccine, guess what? We're also going to make you take the mark of the beast. It causes all of us small, great, rich, and poor, free, and bond to receive the mark in the right hand. Matthew 6, 5, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites that love to pray standing in the synagogues. That's it. A prayer closet is not where anybody can find you. It's not a, it's a, it's a hidden place. Now, in the hotel room, it's, granted, I scratch Leslie to sleep as I do every night. You laugh, but shes I'm not looking at her, and I'm, she's over there smiling. She's going, that's right, he does. No, I'm sorry, she's going, that's right, he does. 
But then I get up and I go downstairs and I find a place. Sometimes there's a pillow, sometimes there's not. And I go down to tell my God one thing. I love him and I worship him. And because I do that every night, there's times where he hits me. There's times where he blesses me. He guides me, he directs me, and I don't have to worry about a vaccine or a mask. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at the right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall they behold and see the reward of the wicked. Oh, those are just words. Well, those are not just words to me. That's the way I live. I chose to live that way. Oh, I chose the way so I could have a prophecy club. No. I chose that way because I want to be close to my God. I think he's earned it. I think he deserves it. I think he, he deserves it, not because he's done anything, simply because of who he is, the creator. They stand in the streets trying to be impressive to other people. A prayer closet is away from everybody. But thou, when thou press, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. Now, it's not saying you have to get behind the door. It's saying you have to get away from the world. Away from the TV, away from the wife, away from the dog, away from the kids. We get away from the interruptions. That can't be driving down the road. Yes, you can pray driving down the road. And I'm not trying to beat up driving down the road. I pray driving down the road, too. But that's not a prayer closet. A prayer closet is away from the world. When you pray, use not vain repetitions. A heathen do, for they think that they should be heard for the much speaking. Many times when I go into my prayer closet, I do say some of the same things. But I say them and I mean them. And I'll, sometimes I'll say them different ways. Great and marvelous. Great and marvelous. Great and marvelous. Great and marvelous. Great and marvelous are thy words, Lord God Almighty, just and true. Just and true, just and true are thy ways, thou king of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. Why do I say that? That's the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know 
being you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. In How Pre-Trib 1, I expose the dirty little secrets pastors don't want you to know, which is why sometimes they can't preach the truth, especially about the rapture. Then, using the secret door, I explain the truth about the rapture, and then I rebut 25 claims pre-tribbers use to prove pre-trib. You'll finally know the truth about the rapture. We offer it in shrink-wrap sets of 10. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. That's prophecyclub.com. Here's the best deal we've ever offered at the Prophecy Club. Five How Pre-Trib One, five Tribulation Secrets in Daniel, five God's Warning to America, five Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, and ten Miss the Mark, 40 books, gift of $100, prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. Terry Sock of Cornerstone Asset Metals is a prophecy student, reads his King James Bible, and wants to help Prophecy Club win souls even if it means he loses money. I think that's the right attitude. When someone values winning souls more than making money, and he's doing so by sponsoring Prophecy Club on radio. So, if you'd like to help win souls, the next time you need gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins, contact cornerstoneassetmetals.com. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so just tell cornerstoneassetmetals.com Prophecy Club sent you.